What is up, everybody? Love you guys. Check this out. Michael Bowman here with Bowman Legacies. We are brought to you by Staghorn Saloon, giving you new options for storytelling in America today. Uh, love this approach. This is something that Eric and I are both my guests today, Eric Pyle, uh, are aware of. I also brought to you by Grizz Waller, uh, the author of a new book that's coming out, and it is a Western sci-fi action thriller that will just kick your butt. It's a great book. Eric has also read this book. He, he knows it well. Um, and then, of course, we're brought to you, as always, by Bowman Legacies, bringing you um, new solutions for your culture and your safety within your organization and your own personal life. And that is a perfect segue into why we're talking to Eric Pio today. Eric Pio is a um, employee of Larson Financial. And today we're going to talk about legacy in a much different way than I really talk about legacy. For me, it's always that personal side of legacy. It's always that family interaction or legacy that you're building within your organization. But for Eric, it means those things too. But he has another angle that he so clearly can talk about. And one of those things is the financial legacy that you're leaving behind for your, yourself, really, and for your family. And so, Welcome, Eric Pio from Larson Financial. Super stoked and excited to have you today. Michael Bowman, it is a thrilling, exciting endeavor, as always, when I get to join you and talk with you, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I, I am honored and privileged very much. So thank you very much, sir. Thank you. You know, it's always much love between us. Uh, Eric and I have known each other for many years. He's seen us in different, uh, myself, and I've seen him in different stages of our lives. And we would love to do a podcast, and, and we may even make this a sequel and make another one a prequel. But, uh, but today, what we really want to focus on is, Eric, why is it important for me to also, mm -hmm. when I consider legacy, why is it important for me to consider what I do financially with my my money? Why is that a legacy? Why is it important? Yeah, no, it's a fantastic question. And we actually answer that on a, on a daily basis, literally, because uh, I'm going to take a little long, the, the long route, if you will, uh, not too long, but to, to kind of give a little bit of a backstory as far as what we do and why we do it, uh, both at the company I work with, but also at Bowman Legacies. Uh, and probably every single individual can, can relate or connect with three phases of life that uh, uh, most people go through. And, and the first one is always that struggle phase where we're struggling through life. We're struggling to understand, one, who we are. We're struggling to, to, to make it in our business, in our practice, in our company. Uh, and we want to actually get to that second phase, and that is that success phase. Uh, and not everybody makes it there in all honesty. Uh, a right. lot of businesses, a lot of companies, a lot of people stay in that struggle phase their entire life. Uh, and, and they want to be able to, as everybody does, get to that next phase of being able to be successful. Uh, but the third step is actually one of the hardest, and, and it's something that we absolutely strive for in what we do at Bowman Legacies as well as our company is, is to get to that significant aspect yeah. where we want to be and have significance in life and to those around us as well as beyond just our own personal life. And so that's the aspect of being significant within your individual person, in your family, uh, in your business and everything that you do. And so why is that important to do that in your finances? Because our finances drive so many things. It's, it's not the most 
significant thing in our life and it shouldn't be, but yet it can either drive us to that legacy that we want, or in all honesty, those finances can actually hinder us because we put those finances above everything else. And it can actually act as a ball and chain because when we are so driven by our finances, those things can actually hinder us in the other areas of significance or legacy that we're trying to build. Meaning, if we are so driven by our finances, then we're going to fail to be the legacy in these other areas of our life. It's not a matter of our finances being the highest and best and only priority. It's a matter of all of the major areas, including finances, to be an area that we that we focus on to have that significance, to have that legacy. So if we don't look at our finances and make sure they're in check to build that legacy that will far surpass our legend, then it can do one of two things. One, it can drag us down because we're not paying attention to it and therefore we're accruing more debt. We're passing on debt to the next generation, to our next, uh, to our kids, our grandkids, or even bringing our businesses down, our practice down, whatever we do as our livelihood, it can literally stagnate or collapse our company, okay? And so, or the other aspect is we focus on the finances way too much, and then therefore it affects in a negative way everything else in our life. So finances are such an important aspect for many, many facets in order for us to be a well-rounded individual in what we're trying to do to be that significant individual or that legacy giving individual. Right. I think too often that we, we are always in this functionality of, or actually dysfunctionality, I like to call it, of allowing our finances to kind of rule us and tell us what we're going to do, whether at home or in our organization. We definitely see this a lot in organizations that are, are heavy debt ratios. And so they're, they're borrowing, borrowing, yeah. borrowing, and they're always kind of trying to feed. There's this old saying, I don't like it, but the old saying is they're, they're feeding the monster, if you will. And as they feed the monster, they have to make decisions that culturally corrupt them. So not only they're heading physically towards bankruptcy, financially towards bankruptcy, but culture-wise, they're having to make these snap judgment uh, and they're not being proactive. They have to be reactive to everything. And it's so corrosive. I, I was just talking to an individual the other day where every single person in the office staff is looking for a way out because mm -hmm. they are so deeply in debt. The, the, the management is in a place where they they love to thrive in this way. The ones that are leading the company, they love this edge that it pushes them, but everybody else just along the path are just miserable because culturally it's killing them. So Absolutely. let me ask you a quick question. So, you know, a lot of times we talk about finances, we talk about portfolios, a lot of people get lost in all this, and especially blue collar folks like myself who's come up with the shovel in their hand and then, you know, running equipment. And you've known my life, you know, just working those 90 hour weeks, you and I have been on the phone together, you know. And how do, how do we talk to those type of people where they're really just focusing on hopefully the 401k thing is going to work out and hopefully retirement, you know, why do they need to listen to this? And isn't it even something obtainable to the blue collar person? Yeah, I love that question because so many times uh, when, when we are so focused on what we're good at, we lose sight or don't understand something else. And when a lot of times when people try to explain things, um, if they're, if, if it's literally part of their everyday vernacular vocabulary, uh, uh, 
you can literally talk over the head of any individual because you work in it every single day. And so if you work in it every day and you try to explain to someone else without taking a moment, stepping back and talking to them as an individual, then you can absolutely, they can leave more frustrated after than they were before. So uh, the first thing that I always say to every person is I love to educate people. And the one aspect that all of us need is to never stop learning. So yeah. when, we, when we think that we've arrived in knowing something, or if we think there's no way I'm going to understand this, we just bury our head in the sand, uh, that will never, ever solve anything. And it'll definitely hurt us ongoing uh, in the long run uh, if we take that approach. So what I love to do is say, hey, let me at least educate you on a, on a let's look at the basics first to be able to understand, okay, what is a 401k? What are my options there? What's an IRA? What's a Roth IRA? What's a Roth 401k? All of these different things that I work with literally on a daily basis that to me is just my normal vocabulary. But to someone else, it's like, not only do I think that you're speaking a foreign language, but I can't even understand any other things or what even my options are. So uh, I'm just going to hope for the best. (laughs) My point is... (laughs) <laughs> hoping for the best. It, I, I, this little phrase is a little cheesy, but it's so true. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Yeah. And so having something that you are planning for and having a target to shoot for, at least you're going to somewhat hit the target. But if you have no target to aim for, guess what? You're never going to hit the target. So what I love to do is be able to start with the basics and say, here are what they are. This is what it is. And speaking to an individual, not in a way that makes me look all smart, but speaking to them in a way that they're going to understand. Because I don't need to try to use all of these amazing words in order to make myself look better. Because it's not about me. It's about you. It's about your company. It's about your other employees to make sure that even in the culture that we have, guess what? Taking care of, your, of not only your clients, but your employees will absolutely build that culture that is so healthy, not toxic, where someone or everyone around is trying to leave because they don't feel safe and secure. Safety and security also come from being able to build something like a retirement plan that makes sense, that's obtainable, and that is valuable to them. And sometimes people don't know the value because they just don't understand it. Right. And so when when there is a simple, basic understanding, then you see the value. Then it's like, man, I wish I would have done this. Michael, you can't, you probably have no idea how many times I've heard over the last several years, man, I wish I would have done this or known about this earlier. Where were you five years ago? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but at least, at least you didn't meet me five years from now, kind of, yeah, you know, at least we have right now, you know, yes, I think that absolutely. a lot of blue collar people, especially are so intimidated. And what I want to, you know, help people understand is like when they talk to a guy like you, they don't have to be intimidated. There's no reason for intimidation. This isn't something that's going to cost you for a phone call. This isn't something, you know, this is somebody that you can talk to and you're an example of somebody that you can talk to that will absolutely clarify what all these things mean and what your options are. And sometimes 
I hate to say it, but your 401k at work isn't always the best 401k. I worked for an organization that automated it and had it on an app. It was one of the most corrosive things to their culture they possibly could have because the guys were blue collar. They were like, I don't know how to work this dumb thing. Do I give 7%? Do I not? Do what? I can control the whole thing myself. It was, it's great. And it sucked. It was the worst thing ever. And constantly, I was for months on end fielding phone conversations where people, A, did not sign up for it. B, did not, once they got the initial email that said you're on, didn't know it, didn't check it, didn't get the app, didn't do anything, and then said, look, I don't want to do this. And what they need is somebody to help them through it who actually sincerely cares about them, especially a person like you who's had almost 30 years of just focusing on people and helping maximize people's lives, both in their their personal life, their married life, and their financial life. This is a holistic approach to moving forward on a massive scale. And it's not just for the rich elite. It's for everyone, but so many people just don't know it's there. Absolutely. And you hit it spot on. This is literally for everyone. Uh, I, had a, I had a talk with a client that just uh, signed up with us uh, a couple few months ago. And why he saw the significance in it was because when we started diving into his employer's 401k plan and such, we showed him that he actually, literally, he missed out on, over the previous three years, $80,000 of free money. Yes. <laughs> I know. Oh, like, how on earth, what on earth? And it was because he didn't fully understand the retirement plans, the options that go with it and all of this stuff. And it's like, now I'm not talking about he could have invested to get better returns. That's not what I'm talking about because returns are never guaranteed. I'm talking about literally he missed out on free money that his employer was going to give him as far as what he was going to put in and then that match and a couple other options that were going along with that. So it, it's amazing what we miss when we just don't see or have told to us some of the basic things and the training aspect is so, so important. And here's the other side of it though, Michael, sometimes companies that have these, and you actually said it just about three minutes ago, companies that have these 401ks just have a 401k that they've always had and they're terrible. They actually don't have good options for one, the high level employees or the owners, because there are certain tax savings benefits that do come back to the, to the company, which is one of the major reasons to have a 401k. But the other major reason are all of the benefits that go to the employees. One of the biggest, one of the biggest issues that so many companies have right now is, do you know what it is? Oh, oh. It, it, one of the hardest things right now for companies to do is maintain and keep good employees. Oh, absolutely. This is something that we hear, especially in the mining industry, like mad yes. crazy. And, I, and you and I have talked about this to death. There's two things. I did a post today. You know, if you're culturally corrupt, one of the yeah. things you're bankrupt is because, A, you're not investing in your people, literally, like what we're talking about right now, and safety. These two things, I think, are the quintessential truths to investing and ushering in culture. I'm sorry, the beer tap in the office is nice, but that does not constitute you having a, uh, a good culture. And, I'll never, and on that note, I'll never forget having an employee going, oh my God, I'm a recovering alcoholic and you have a beer tap in the office. It was the most right. ridiculous 
thoughtless, ignorant thing I've ever seen in my life and hope to never see it again because it has nothing to do with culture. Investing in your people, helping them invest in themselves financially and Mm -hmm. safety-wise and personally is the biggest thing that you can do to build that legacy for your organization. And we've seen it time and time again. When you look at those legacy companies, you see companies that are investing in their people. I remember working for a company when I was a young man and and it was a, a, a... uh, we made uh, medical utensils, and they actually gave people counseling. A counselor came there to talk to people free of charge. It was not charged to the employees at all, anybody that had any kind of addiction counseling or anything like that. And I thought, to me, I didn't need it at the time. And I thought, what a waste. It's so hokey because I was young and perfect. You know, I knew everything. Right. And I didn't need counseling. But then when I look at it now, I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is huge. And this is enormous because we want to pass this whole 401k over and just trust that it's working. We just want to trust that these things are working, but we can't trust. This is something, even though you're busy, even though I know you're trying to lead a family and lead a company or be a manager, and I know you're trying to hustle out there, this is so vitally important because it happens before you know it. Yesterday, I was 17. Today, I am a man of a certain age. (laughs) I've got gray in my beard and I wish that I would have done this day one instead of start looking at it when I'm 45. Yeah. And that's very, very true. And, uh, here, here's what I always say as well. Uh, it's never too late unless, you know, check our pulse. If you still have a pulse, it's not too late to start working on these things. It's really not. And, and the other thing is, is I've never heard anyone ever say, man, I started too early on my investing or I, I started too early on saving or putting some money aside. That's never, ever happened. So even if somebody is like, you know, 23, 25, 30, and they're like, you know what, I'll get around to it when it's really important. Guess what? It is important. Right. Absolutely. Right now, it's very important. And so we talk a lot about many ways of investing uh, and investing time. Investing resource, investing energy, investing in your future, which means at some point, Michael, I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you because we talk about this a lot. I don't want to work until I'm 75, 80 years old because I have to. You know what? I want work to be optional sometime. I enjoy what I do. Right now, it's pretty mandatory for me because I got to pay bills. I've got to be able to continue to build up my resource and my assets. I still have kids that I'm still taking care of. But at some point, I want work to be optional. Right. Where I can say, you know what? I'm going to go down to only working two days a week because I've been financially responsible. I've been able to manage my time, manage my investments. I've been able to manage my savings, manage my debt, and all of these things. And now I'm to a point in my life where I can say, I, I can sit back. I can enjoy time with my kids, my grandkids, my wife. Right. I can enjoy time with my friends going out if I want to go and uh, go fishing, go hunting, take my wife down to the Caribbean or just in a walk around the block, whatever it is, when I'm not having to worry about having to be in front of a computer in an office somewhere where I can say, because I managed my time well, because I looked at the bigger picture of this legacy that is so vital yeah, we're now not, I can we're not guaranteed tomorrow, you know, and, no. and for me, you know me, I worked those long hours, I worked physical jobs, and I was very good at them. Anytime that I worked a physical job, I worked harder, and you can confirm this than anybody on my crew. 
I can outwork them. And then all of a sudden your body hits, you know, the issues that I have, which is a whole nother podcast in and of itself. And then you've got to all of a sudden regroup and remanage. You don't want to do that with your finances. And so, Eric, I love talking to you. I wish we could talk longer, but we're going to have to wrap this up. So how do people contact you if they're just saying, hey, I just need to talk to somebody about my 401k options, my investments. I want to look deeper into this and start to build another legacy within the holistic approach of my legacies. I love that. And this is what I would say, in all honesty, reach out to Bowman Legacies. Let's go through that channel because that's what we're about. Uh, we want a comprehensive approach because it's not about, you know what, I, I love this illustration. Let, let me give you a quick little illustration that I was reminded of just recently. You know, a, a big, um, uh, either a wine barrel or a whiskey barrel that has all of the wooden staves mm-hmm. on it that makes up the barrel as a whole. You can have every single stave up, but if there is just one that yeah. is actually about six inches lower than the top, you can only fill it up to that lowest stave before everything starts leaking out. Yeah, if that stave is gone completely, it doesn't I'm matter sorry. how much you pour in, you'll never retain anything. That's such a beautiful illustration. Yeah. Or if you have that stave missing completely, absolutely. So why I say go through Bowman Legacies is because it's that important that we look at every single stave where we're building up this whole thing to contain that legacy as a whole where one part isn't just pouring out and we're missing it. So it's not just about the financial aspect. That is absolutely vital, but it's about every aspect. So if somebody would like to talk further, I'm more than happy to do that. Go through Bowman Legacies and we will absolutely connect. Everybody, I want to thank you for joining another episode of Bowman Legacies. Again, that we are brought to you by Grizz Waller, author Grizz Waller, who's written a new Western. This is not your mama's Louis L'Amour. I love Louis. He was awesome and phenomenal. But this is a sci-fi Western action-packed. I don't even know what to call it. It will turn you right on your ear. And again, we're also brought to you by Bowman Legacies. Uh, creating a better culture, both safety and financially for companies and for you personally. For those of you that are struggling with life and just need a leg up, we are here for you. Thank you again, Eric, and I will catch you on the flip side, buddy. (laughs) Thanks again, Bowman. Really appreciate it, man.